Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. It's uh, everything I dreamed of. I don't want to tell my dad that I love him. I still don't know what just happened. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for the opportunity to play this game. The legacy is not what you give people, it's what you put inside people, but also what they put inside of me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beyond the Locker Room with Maria Maria Prekajis here with T-Bone. We're going to get to you in a second. And then we're going to get to Brother Pete Part 2. Uh, someone actually, we've had lots of great comments. They're like, Pete, rah-rah, because he's the rah-rah guy. I'm going to fix you, though. You have a little hair right there. Oh, now you're perfect. Thank you. But anyway, we have a ton to get to, so let's start off with T-Bone's Take. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I hope you heard the grill, um, the sizzle. <laughs> that is me. That is you. Yes. I know. And I'm in all pink today. I got my pink shoes, my pink vest, and... Aquaman, remember he wore, you probably don't watch the Academy Awards or one of the awards show. Aquaman wore um, his like Gucci $500 pink hair tie, scrunchie. Was, was that uh, Jason Momoa? Yeah, Jason Momoa. So in your honor. And of course, we got Sid in the ball. But I'm also going to double promote our fishing vlog, Idaho Mountain Anglers, on That's, YouTube. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Man. I got to do what I got to do. I better start the clock, too. Okay. We're on the clock. All right, okay. so... Let's first, uh, what do you want to talk about first? Trades? Uh, yeah, let's do some trades. Um, Your jersey's safe. My jersey is safe. Fletcher Cox uh, put on his Instagram. He's going to be in Philadelphia forever. So that's forever. good for me. Forever. That is, you know, good for you. You don't have to sell it or, you know, you might get some money for it yeah. one day. And then my uh, favorite one, it's a little late for the uh, Halloween joke, but I think Joe Flacco got traded back to the Jets and he's been there. Um, he was there last year. So that's like the scariest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. It's, but the Jets won. I know. They beat the Bengals? I think it was the Bengals yeah. last week. Yeah, so With a backup like, quarterback, too. I know. There are a lot of backup quarterbacks. Um, uh, Joe, uh, Texans quarterback, uh, Deshaun Watson, stay put. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I think the best trade, the biggest blockbuster trade, this is how I go with a... So, summertime, oh my God, there's going to be some trades. They're going to be the best. Then the football season, you, you lead up to trade deadline. There's going to be the biggest blockbuster trade. It's going to be big. It's going to be, and nothing happens. <laughs> but the biggest blockbuster trade I think that happened was um, Vaughn Miller going to the Rams. Um, I think that that beefs up their defense so much. You have all these veterans on there. And I know that everybody's talking about how good the Cowboys um, defenses, but I just think that uh, with Jalen Ramsey, uh, Vaughn Miller, and what's his name, Aaron Darnold on the front, and Everett, and all those guys, they are going to tear it up. And also, their offense is so high potently awesome. <laughs> I need a vaccine shot. They're so sick. <laughs> you already have one. That's true. Me too. We're not going to talk about that and get political. But yes, we're fully vaccinated. That's why we can be this close to each mm-hmm. other. 
Uh, so that's trades. Let's uh, talk. Should we do about... injuries? Because there was yeah, a... I was gonna say injuries. Okay, so we'll start off with a Thursday night injury. Um, Kyler Murray, last play of the game. You're my quarterback in fantasy. Not only did you throw an interception, you got hurt. It's like, ugh, no. And that was like the most exciting game too. So they clearly were not clicking on offense all game. No. And then at the end. You're like, oh my God, there he's doing the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady thing. He's doing it. And then he didn't do it and he got hurt. Well, yeah, insult to injury. And how's that going to affect their offense? I mean, we've seen a lot of backup quarterbacks kind of taking the, their teams to an okay level. Like, I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. That's the problem. <laughs> and uh, I think he's, I read an article that said he's just day to day, which is good. But um, I just, you can't replace people like that. You know, no. you can't replace Kyler Murray with a backup and expect the same result. Yeah, kind of like Russell Wilson, although the backup did sneak one out. But mm-hmm. still, it, it's big. And going into injuries, J.J. Watt was out last week. How much do you think that affected them losing their first loss? I think that uh, he's a you know he's a big locker room guy. Everybody loves him. Everybody sees how hard he works. He does these crazy workouts, and then he does ice baths in the like lake. It's crazy. And then he, uh, yeah, I mean, losing a guy like that, um, that's, it's such a detriment um, to the locker room and just the power up front, too. So somebody's got to step up. They always say, you know, next in line. So hopefully that guy next in line, like their backup quarterback, if he has to play, gets that job done. Well, yeah. And, um, you know, congratulations to Green Bay. You know, they're 7-1. and one. They're, I was looking at all the win-loss columns uh, early this morning because I couldn't sleep because I'm so excited to see you. Anyway, there are a few teams that have one loss and two, but a lot are almost 50-50. Why is that this year? I don't know. Maybe they're just not getting it done on the same page here in practice or something. Yeah. But, I mean, the Packers lost their first game, and they have torn it up. And then the opposite is for Arizona. They've won all their games until the last one. So, moving on, though. Um, who's the biggest injury? Jameis Winston, he tore his knee. Um, that was a horrific look. I actually tore my same ACL on the left knee. And it, I can never watch videos like that. And I thought it was kind of a horse collar, too. He grabbed the guy's shoulder pads, and then he tore his knee. The good news is that they have a guy named Trevor as a backup. And Taysom Hill. Oh, he's from Idaho. Yay! No big deal. <laughs> so they're going to announce who's going to be playing for... Uh, them i think this week and uh i don't i don't know it's not looking good no it's there have been a few injuries the last few weeks i mean there always are but it seems like a lot of the star folks and then i also heard michael thomas who's their star receiver who hasn't played a game has another ankle issue and isn't they tried to trade him and they didn't get to trade him and now he's back on the pup list so he's unable to perform he has to see another ankle specialist well, and you're on a team, you're getting paid, it has to be hard. And then you want, they want to trade you. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I better get better or I'm going to be out. But the trade deadline came and went. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and who else is injured? My other running back, Derek Henry. And uh, that will just crush their hopes for a Super Bowl title, I think. And they're actually their backup is McNichol. He played at Boise State, so there's a lot of Boise, like uh, Idaho people making it in the NFL this week, which is cool for us, huh? It is cool. I'm actually, um, this week is Pete Prekogis, 
and then the next two weeks are Mark Rippon, and then Tim Rippon, and then Brett Rippon. So it's going to be, it's all Rippon all the time. Oh, um, nice. As Pete says, it was the Polish-Greek mafia growing up in Spokane. So, yeah, we're going to talk to Mark and just get his thoughts. But, yeah, a lot of, you know, I mean, Brett is on the practice squad, so that means he's third as the backup, which isn't too bad. For a kid from Spokane, Washington. Hey, you know what? If I were on the practice squad, I would be pretty pumped. <laughs> well, and that's what I want to talk to him about, too. But that's in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Tom Brady. Oh, also, wait. Oh, yeah. Adrian ahead. Peterson is coming in to the Titans. Is that a good signing, you think? I think so. I think so. He only needs five touchdowns to break the record to get third or fourth in all Titan touchdowns. So I think he is just going to run like... His body, his legs will fall off, and his arms will fall off if, and he's not going to be denied. Well, records like that are huge, I think. And as we talked about last week, Tom Brady had his 600th touchdown pass, but this week he threw an interception for pick six, and then you know, and then the field go on top of that, and it just didn't look like Tom in the last hey, few hey, minutes. Can we just say Tom Brady, Brady kind of blew it? It was pretty. <laughs> it's uh, you don't get to say it that much, but uh, he he kind of blew it. But, you know, I think that's one of the things you just need to get it out of the way before you win a Super Bowl this year. You know, again, if you like him or not, I love that he's 44 and still, you know, goes out there and rips it up. Of course, when you have a wife as hot as Giselle, you got to stay in shape. Plus, you have to stay in shape to play well. It's like he he doesn't even he takes pay cuts every year for his team so they can sign better people. And he doesn't need money because his wife is is (laughs) way more well off than he is. So, I mean, what a team player. I mean, you get a guy in the locker room like that and he texts everybody at five in the morning. Are you ready to win a Super Bowl? A guy that's won seven Super Bowls. I mean, how can you not be ready to go? Yeah. No, he, he is amazing. He did not do so well this last week. I'm but also curious to see Deshaun Jackson got released from the Rams, too, and he is a veteran, and I'm, I'm sure Tom Brady will be like, you know, I think he's like a GM slash quarterback. He'll probably tell those guys to go pick him up because he used to play for Tampa Bay, too, and he's very good. Get the band back together. Deep threat. <laughs> I like it. All right, we covered some injuries. We covered last week. Um... Yeah, we talked about the Jets winning. The Seahawks won with their backup quarterback. That was exciting. You know who else won with their backup quarterback? The Cowboys. I know. And that was one of the games I totally picked against because I couldn't, I didn't think that, I don't know why I do this. Every week I'm like, oh yeah, Dak Prescott, he's not playing. They have the most high potent offense, one of the most high potent offenses in the NFL. You could throw me in there and I could get some shit done. And uh, it's just like, I don't know why I, I go against it. It's like he's a backup quarterback. He practices with the team every day. Why wouldn't he be able to make a throw to Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb? Because I think that there's so – there's – I don't know. I just – I put myself I, – I buried myself this week. <laughs> and, I, and that was one of the picks I lost. I also lost Tom Brady. Though, but that was like who thought that the Saints would beat Tampa Bay? Well, yeah. I mean, the Saints have a good team. But still, it's Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. So what'd you be, bet on the Chiefs? Uh, they were over the Giants. Is Patrick Mahomes back? I don't think he ever went anywhere, but he was struggling. I just don't think that the, the Giants are that good. And I mean, I'm an NFC East lover, but also a hater because the only good team is the Cowboys, and I don't even think they're that good. I think that the other teams in the NFC East are way better, like Tampa 
and who else um anybody in the nfc west like arizona even though they just lost green bay's disgustingly good yeah and it's just yeah i don't know i just don't think that i i don't think patrick mahomes is back i think when you paid him that much money it it limits your options to uh draft picks because you traded them all away and then you you limit your options and you don't have enough money to to bring people in and it's just it really handcuffs you for for the uh the growth of the team and yeah. I think I think we're kind of seeing it right now. I think we are too. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to uh, here's a here's a funny okay. one. Um, Go did ahead. We see Odell Beckham's father posted a video. <gasps> oh, that's right. It's an 11 minute video of Baker Mayfield overthrowing Odell, and it. I believe the song is "Everybody Hurts." So I don't know. I've never seen Odell's dad in the media. I looked it up. He's not really a controversial guy, but you know who is? His son. And I think that he has probably signed something that says, hey, I can't um, complain or do anything about my quarterback. Would you mind making a video? And I think he did, and I think it's hilarious. Well, I'm sure he had someone make the video for his dad um, and edit it all together, and his dad posted it. Yes, um, but I mean, if you want to look at your stats, and I mean, he had... One catch last week for six yards. Well, it's a team effort. I hate to be so cliche, but it's a team effort. Yeah, it is, but it's just like, like you're not having the best year. Your team's hurt, and you play in a good division, and then you're going to have your dad's. Okay, well, your dad releases a video. I mean, that was kind of lame. <laughs> and 11 minutes. That's yeah, a uh, lot of overthrown <laughs> passes. That song is so depressing, too. <laughs> it is. It's so depressing. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we we love our dads, uh, so why not? And, you know, dads probably want to defend their sons just as much as anyone, but especially when you're dad of a controversial player. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that's the <laughs> saying that pretty easy. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Bears fans. Frustrated that they didn't sell the team? That's on my list for you. Yeah, they. Uh, I read an article yesterday that said... Uh, they should have got rid of uh, Robinson, their receiver, because they pay him too much and he's not getting the ball. And I think that's uh, – I think it's just uh, – I just don't think they're that good. And I tell you what, I think that Mac, Matt Nagy, their coach, has been on the hot seat for like the last two, three years, and I think it's about time to get rid of him. And uh, I just don't – there's something going on over there. And it's just like they've got you know Nick Foles and they've got – Andy Dalton, and then they've got Justin Fields, who's an amazing quarterback, but he's, everybody got hurt, and then they had to throw him in, and I just don't think that he's ready. They didn't want to play him until the fifth week, and then Andy Dalton got hurt in the first week, so they had to go in, and I just don't think they're in like a rebuilding stage. And uh, I mean, as a fan, we've talked about Seattle last week, how yeah. you just, you know, <laughs> you got to, you know, oh, I hate Andy Dalton, no, he's hurt. Oh, I hate. Justin Fields, he's a rookie. Oh, well, you know, the coach sucks. Oh, well, you know what? Now it's management. <laughs> it's just... and, and you don't, it's kind of like old TV shows. Like Seinfeld, when it first came out, had no ratings. And they just kept, kept playing it. And then it just went bonkers. But for football coaches, they're even talking in the college, you know, is Harbaugh still, should he still be with Michigan? You know, it's like you don't perform for two or three games and, oh, let's talk about him. He's not up to where he was. Same with quarterbacks, anything. But... You know, you can't afford to not win and then the talks come up. Should you be replaced? I mean, if the fans are upset that they didn't sell, 
and then get some new management, then that tells you a lot. Yeah, I think that they just they uh, the fans just want draft picks and they want a new team, and it's hard to watch your team lose badly. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's kind of you just I like watching the sport and talking about it with you, and then interviewing people about how it affected their lives. By the way, that's what this is all about. But it is. You know, we can't get rid of Pete Carroll. We talked about that last week. No, no, we love no. him. My girlfriend's dad is really good friends with him. So, oh, I'd love it. Yeah, we went to Hawaii one time, and he stayed at their place, and it's right across the street from where I live. And the, uh, I was going to come back early, and meet him, and he left, and I was so bummed. So, if you're out there, Pete, um, Trevor wants to meet you. I work at Grumpy's. <laughs> come by. I'll interview you. We'll both interview I'll him. Buy you at a that water. Point. By your water. <laughs> That's why I still. We can so talk about that uh, that play you didn't run. You passed it in the Super Bowl, or not, or not, <laughs> or not. But we or like not. talking about everything here. So does uh, does your gal Blair have a? I have. I tell my man John. I go, sorry, honey, I have a secret crush on <laughs> on Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. I hope she doesn't have any secret crushes on Pete, but um, maybe. It's okay, because, I mean, she's adorable and gorgeous and smart and all that, but the chances, you know, of him leaving his wife and all that. I think you're safe. I, I think John's safe. I know. So. My, my girlfriend's so hot. My dad asked me why, why she was with me when we first got together. <laughs> it was very nice. I was like, thanks, Dad. That's okay. My brother looked at me and goes, don't F this up when I start <laughs> dating John. I'm like, hello. So, yeah, we have, we have good uh, other halves, which yeah. is always good. And does she like football as much as you? She does. She's a big USC fan because everybody in her family went there. And, uh, you know, actually Carson Palmer comes in here quite a bit, too. He's a big guy. Yeah, we're hoping to get him. Carson, if you're listening, call me. Exactly. Uh, we're going to get him on the podcast for sure because uh, I like to think positively. All right, so week nine, I want a couple picks. Thursday, tonight, Jets versus Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm thinking that the Jets are on a roll, even though, sorry, my friend Howard, they stink. (laughs) I'm going to go with, they're going to take that momentum and go. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yes. Uh, Here's a good one. Chargers at Philadelphia. Chargers are four and three. Phillies three and five. That's your team. Well, um, I can't go against the team. I've got to go with Philadelphia. I might go with you on that. I'll back you up on that. Uh, Broncos four and four at Dallas six and one. Is Dak still daily? I think, I think they said that he's probably going to play, so I'm going to go with them because the Broncos yeah. are pretty beat up, and they just traded a couple guys like Von Miller and then um, this cornerback to the Eagles, who's like a nobody. But they're like so deep at cornerback. This guy might be good. Yeah. You know, so we'll That's see. That's true. And then, of course, Packers at Kansas City. Uh, Packers all the way for me. I got to go Packers, too. I, yeah. just, I just don't think that Kansas City is playing good ball right now. We interrupt this podcast, of course, with the breaking details that Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19. He will not be starting against the Kansas City Chiefs. Jordan Love will be. Now, all that said, I'm assuming Trevor and I would not have picked Green Bay overwhelmingly over Kansas City. We'll see what happens this Sunday, but lots happening in the NFL. Now back to our program. So here's um, one Tennessee Titans six two at L A Rams seven and one. Rams easy. Uh, I might have to go Tennessee. 
Who knows? But I will. And then uh, Cardinals at San Fran, Cardinals all the way. I think even not without JJ Watt. Oh look, you're you're kind of teetering you know on that. What? Um, San Fran's only. Three I'm going to go four. with San Fran oh, because go. I'm going to be the smartest guy in the room, which means I'm going to be the dumbest guy in the room and take <laughs> this pick. And then I'll be like, why did I pick that? Let's All right. See. Well, the staff's coming in. By the way, we are at Grumpy's. There's Strat. He's coming in. Any other uh, headlines you want to talk about before we get to Big Brother Pete? Um, I'd just like to say that Geno Smith played a really good game this last week. Um, looks like he's, you know, um, he's been a backup for years. Um, he looks like he's making a, 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 you know, a step towards playing better as a starting quarterback. And I think that Russell Wilson's taking care of, uh, you know, kind of helping him along the way. And, uh, Russell Wilson's also still running those, uh, what is it like he, he plays a, a simulated game. Have you seen those? No. So he plays a simulated game before the, uh, game is played. Like, he runs through an entire, like, game. Like, he fakes plays. And, like, there's no one on the field but him. And he has the ball. And, and, and he, like, he fakes throws. It's, it's, it's insane. Like, to be that dedicated and focused to staying your mind mentally ready to keep going. And hopefully his finger gets back soon because he's on my team, too, in fantasy. And I just, like, I should just stop playing so people stop getting hurt. <laughs> really? You do have a lot of fantasy <laughs> yeah, players. Just, that it's all hurt. me, you know. Nothing else, just me. But yeah, I think that uh, the Seahawks are looking good. And uh, sorry, Joe Flacco, Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad. Thank you for the comedy. Yeah, that was. And uh, we'll see how that locker room is uh, today during the meeting. That should be interesting. Hopefully, uh, Baker and Odell sit next to each other. Yeah, that's you can't diss your quarterback like that. He did. His dad did. Well, yeah, his dad did. Sorry, (laughs) indirectly. You are correct. All right, well, that's T-Bone's take right here on Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Big Brother Pete, Section 2, is up next. He talks about his collegiate career, his one year, and also how that has affected him and being a boss here at Grumpy's and owning a business. So it's kind of interesting, for sure. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be back next Thursday right here at Grumpy's Sun Valley. Come get your burger and schooner. Trevor will cook it for you. I will. See you next week. Thank you. This is part two of a two-part series. Pete just looked at me and goes, well, what are we going to talk about this week? I said, well, hello, it's two prekajises. We can talk about anything. <laughs> Coming at you from Grumpy's Bar and Grill. Is it Grumpy's Bar and Grill or just Grumpy's Sun Grumpy's Valley? Burgers and Beer. Grumpy's Bar. I should know this. I actually Or just Grumpy's. I love it. So last week was all about your glory days in high school. Lord. And um, I have to start first. We have to back up how I got into football. Mom would take us to church. Dad worked six to seven days a week, or he was taking you to hockey. But on Sundays after church, I just remember, and maybe it's just a made-up memory, but I remember jumping in this huge king-size bed, and we'd all just sit and watch football. We'd watch NFL football on Sundays. Oh, yeah, and he wouldn't get out of bed to go to church because it was his one day, and, and Mom would always want him to, and he'd look at her and say, I got one day off. And he would watch, and it was uh, we were in Pacific time in Spokane, so it started at 10 a.m. and uh, we'd all go to church around 9:30, and we'd come back and be able to uh, sit, you know, lay in that big king size bed with uh, with Baba and watch the second game. Yeah, and he was a. I loved our dad because and Baba means daddy in Greek, by the way, because um, dad 
first he was a UW graduate, but he had UW season tickets. He had Wazoo season tickets. I know all you Washington Cougar fans are like, what? And Seahawk tickets. And Seahawk tickets. <laughs> and he loved, he said, I'll root for the Cougars anytime except when they play the Huskies. And he would have bets. You know, and we won a lot of them, and then the Cougars started getting better, and then he lost a lot of them. So he had a list behind his calendar at his office, and it was year to year. The same people would bet on the uh, Apple Cup. Yep. Uh, and, you know, the joke is when the Huskies obviously were uh, a lot better, I don't want to talk about their loss to Montana. Yeah. Uh, no, that was a long ridiculous. time ago. <laughs> no. A long time ago. Yeah, a long time uh, this season. Um but he would uh, – we say that the, the difference between Husky and Cougar fans is that the Husky fans hope the Cougars win every game but the Apple Cup. Cougar fans hope the Huskies lose every game. I know. It's so – there was a story. We're kind of we're Huskies, everyone. And, and the other one I want to say, uh, the other joke that I want to say is that you know what you at Dub and WSU alumni have in common besides hating Oregon? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They all applied at the U of Dub. So, all right, that's the end of... Uh, I don't know if I'd get in now, but uh, Husky... Yeah, well, I applied at the U of Dub. I did not get in. I was actually kicked out of a Husky game for drinking, and it was one of the few that I did not have a sip of alcohol. And this gal next to me had a brown ponytail, and she was drunk. And the security came, and we were with a friend's dad, and we were not drinking. And I had to go see the assistant dean, and I was set up. Anyway, back to, back to you and football. So we talked about last week your GSL career, Greater Spokane League, and playing with Mark Rippon. Your coach, though, at Whitworth, you played one year, and I remember being in the stands, and there you were. You actually, your running was almost like a high step, I remember. <laughs> and you were on the kickoff return team, and you'd run down. So we as family always wanted, <laughs> you know, we're like, well, someone has to score so Pete can get out there. And Dad would explain to me, well, this is who has to score for the kickoff return team <laughs> to go out there. That's like when uh, I took uh, my daughter to her first Husky game, and I said, Faye, do you know what a first down is? And she goes, is that the first touchdown they score? And I said, close enough. <laughs> and uh, she just loved going because of the energy of the games at Husky Stadium. And still, and she will because she's a Husky now. But uh, um, yeah, so in, at Whitworth, so that was interesting because Whitworth uh, was planning on dropping their football program. So when I was a senior in high school, um, I knew I was going to go to Whitworth and I could play football there. And um, at, in the spring, they finally decided to not drop it. Well, they, they had no coaching staff. They didn't have a program because they were going to drop football. And so they hired Bruce Grambo. I was, didn't, his brother had a restaurant there, No, right? he had a restaurant. Oh, was so him. he coached out at Cheney High School. Um, ironically, where our cousins went. And uh, then he got out of coaching and had a restaurant uh, or two and then got back into coaching because they just needed somebody. And he put together, a, and you want to talk about the Bad News Bears. So we had um, a kid out of Missouri uh, who was the Missouri State 60-yard indoor dash champion. And his... Uncles were Mike Haynes, a uh, famous quarterback, and, and Mike's either brother or cousin, but they were his uncles. And so he came, but he was 
uh, in ROTC at Whitworth, and he was the 60-yard indoor dash champion. So, and he weighed... So he was a running uh, back. <laughs> no, he was, you know, if you call him that, but, but he was 140 pounds, maybe. May, no, probably closer, but fast. So we have this guy. We had John Doerr, who was a quarterback at Rogers High School playing wide receiver. We had Steve Rector out of Shadle, who walked on at WSU, was one of their better. He was not really big, but one of their better uh, receivers. And then they wouldn't give him even a partial scholarship, so he came to Whitworth. Rob Smith Peter out of God, uh, all these names. Right, out of out of Shadle, uh, and we had this group of really good players that really couldn't play anywhere else and i and that first season i think we won five games four games which was amazing oh and we had a guy named tim frisbee who was our punter so what we did and it's funny about football so we had new coaches all that but we all knew what our roles were and we all executed right so the whole key in football is if all 11 guys on offense execute everything properly every play should go for a touchdown the problem is you theory. have 11 guys on defense <laughs> and if one of them beats your execution and makes a tackle behind then if the other 10 do their job you still have a five-yard loss so it's a real interesting so at Whitworth <clears throat> we played um, you know Western Washington so here's how we won games Tim Frisbee could punt the ball 60 yards <laughs> So we always had good field position. Um, we always scored on a kickoff return or a punt return because of this Haynes guy was so fast. And we always scored on a trick play because one of our wide receivers was a high school quarterback. And I swear that, you know, you think about it, three touchdowns, field position, uh, we won some games that we had absolutely no business uh, being in uh, because we were all very, I don't want to call us smart, but we were all, we all had football smarts. And so we knew what to do and we knew to execute our, execute our, you know, our jobs uh, for the plays. And it was a lot of fun. I didn't play past my first year. Um, I really, I conveniently stayed one quarter credit ineligible. <laughs> Took me five years to graduate. Not oh, bad. Me too. But I actually had one quarter every year that I wasn't quite full time. So I wouldn't be eligible because I lived with all my, you know, roommates played football and I just didn't want to play anymore. I was playing junior hockey in Spokane. But of course I should say that because there's a couple guys who played football and junior hockey. I was the lazy one. Hardly lazy. So I want Grambo was a great coach, and I know he was a friend, and he was a friend of our parents. But what's something that you took from him that now you might use in everyday life or that sticks with you? You know, he was just—I mean, he went through his—he went through a lot. Um, his wife suffered from cancer, uh, um, but live every day. He just like you know, live every day as if it's your last. And um, he was a golden rule guy. You know, treat everyone as you would want to be treated. And I think that's, you know, people have to remember that. That, why, you know, what is just, they're human beings. I mean, you know, it's humanity. Just treat everyone like you'd like to be treated. 
And that was something that we really took away. And and the other thing was was that he had one suit he wore on game day. <laughs> <laughs> We and I think halfway that. through the season, he got a little rip in it, and <laughs> and we watched that rip uh, get uh, bigger and bigger. But uh, but he didn't care. I mean, he was yeah. he was doing everyone a service and a favor, um, or else we wouldn't have had a football team. I mean, they couldn't find anyone. It was no pro. I don't even know if it paid or what it paid. <laughs> paid a dollar to coach the Whitworth football team. What was the mascot? I can't remember. We were the Pirates. Oh, the pi- I was going to say Bucks. Younger. <laughs> yeah, our I love it. So, NFL, what's your favorite NFL team and why? So, um being from Spokane, I can root for anyone I want. Don't yeah. give me these regional stuff. So, I still like the Sea So, chickens. I my favorite team, well, I was a San Francisco 49er fan before the Seahawks were even a club. So, our dad went down for a divisional playoff game. Between the Niners, who had at that time John Brody to Gene Washington, man, that was the a quarterback wide receiver, and they um, played in a divisional playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. And our uncle invited him down, and he went to Old Kezar Stadium. Oh my and God, say, that's it's still there. There's they're playing high school football there, or <laughs> really? they were up till I don't know just. 10 years ago, which for us is yesterday. And uh, he went down there and he brought me back a little San Francisco 49er helmet. It was just, I you remember know, that. Yeah, I, I remember I, that. I, I don't know why I don't still have it. And so I was a 49er fan. And then growing up, and then I enjoy the Bears uh, because the I was Bears. always a Ditka fan. And being Greek, if you know anything about Chicago, um, if you're Greek, you have relatives in Chicago. That's just a thing. Which we were supposed to go to a game, and we slept through it because we had gone out the night before. We Speaking went out, of relatives, uh, you got us tickets. Yeah, so Rush Street is very dangerous because the bars don't close <laughs> till the wee hours. And it was the same day they were running the Chicago Marathon, and we oh, didn't right. get um, downtown quick enough to avoid the marathon and the traffic. So we flew to Chicago for a Bears game and watched it at a bar. I we did. Huh? That's pathetic. That but, is uh, now. But now it's, it was, yeah. Everyone's turning off but right now. In Chicago, you always went home to the Lord's flashlight, which is sunrise. So that's what we call the Lord's flash uh, sunrise in Chicago, the Lord's flashlight. But so um, a Niner fan. I mean, I'm uh, obviously I, you know root for the Seahawks, and you know people forget when they came into the league, they were in the AFC. West, so they were not in the 49ers conference or division uh, until you know realignment, and so I'm I'm always a number one 49er fan for that reason. Um, we watch and root for the Bears uh, because my wife is a big football <laughs> fan and a big Bears fan, and I mean we had the NFL Sunday ticket at home for years so she could watch the Bears, and then. Um, she would, you could hear a block away yelling, not another pick six, Jake Cutler, get off the field. Uh, and she doesn't sound like that, but it does to me. Uh, and yeah, she would, you know, yell at that screen and I'm like, Hey honey, I'm pretty sure Jake Cutler can't hear you. You know, and then she'd uh, give him a little, you know, give me a snarl and, and go back to watching the game, but she's pretty vocal. Uh, so we watched the bears and, and the Niners, obviously, uh, were always uh, my favorite team. 
I know your staff's about to come in and might get a little noisy because Grumpy's needs to open. Yeah, we need to do um, some prep around here. Uh, but what did you learn from football, high school, college, or coaches? You run a successful business. You are wicked smart. I always, if I have a contract for anything, I don't yeah, need a sure. lawyer. I just send it to Pete and Molly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I That's appreciate just experience, that. But-, but, but what did you take from playing football in a team sport that you use in your everyday life here at Grumpy's? Well, to go back, you know, what is, like I said uh, last week, you know, we, the com, the, I like to say camaraderie, even though camaraderie just to bug my kids, but the camaraderie, <laughs> I can pronounce it properly. The camaraderie and the, the job, everyone, you know, in football, everyone has a job. And if you execute what, you have to do then it all comes together and to equate it to grumpies you know we've got guys who can cook an amazing amount of burgers by themselves in a day or in a night and what you do is you don't micromanage so the problem with and i'll tell you how you stop being a micromanager when you think that your cook needs help or that he's not doing something or you need something Count to 10. And within the count to 10, you will know whether or not they're doing what you have. So if you're, uh, same thing on the other side of Grumpy's where you're pouring beers and taking orders, don't be a micromanager. Train your people, give them the tools to be successful at their job, and then count to 10. (laughs) And in football, you don't have time to count to 10. I usually count to five. But... You really do, you know. You don't don't take the guy out because of one misplay, but you know if he misses three plays, you might you might need to replace him or take him out and have a talk with him then. But let let the people learn and not fail. Well, and you do have such a great staff. Or you know, your family, our family's been through a lot the last year and a half, and. They stuck by, they're trustworthy, oh. they are amazing, and they cook a darn good burger here that's, at Grumpy's in right. Sun Valley. I always got to, you know, do that. Um, but no, you, I mean, you, I have great, a great brother and a great sister. Uh, Penny watches a little football with her husband, George, because he's a big Florida Gator fan. They watch Saturday. <clears throat> yeah, they watch Saturday. I like Sundays. Um, but no, there's, there's a lot there, and... That's what this podcast is all about, is to get the stories out and to go beyond the locker room with Maria. Beyond. Beyond the locker room with Maria. Thanks, Maria. Thanks, Brother Pete. Hey, everyone. It's time for Maria's Minute. I'm going to keep it short this week. I always try to end on a positive note with all the craziness happening in the world. I just want to tell you all, stay positive. I know we all have bad days. There are always people worse than us and always people better than us. But wake up, try to breathe, have a smile. I know I wake up, you know, aching back, this and that. But think of all of these professional athletes and what they deal with and what they play with. So ice your back because it's at least not an ice bath, a glass half full, and just have a great week. And there's going to be lots of great football because the whole league has just been turned upside down by a few stories. So we'll see you next week. Take care. And of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. 
Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.